Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast is brought to you by Revolution Running. Join world-renowned running guru, Dr. Jason Karp, on one of his workshops or certifications and learn winning training methods to improve physiological factors of running fitness and performance and distinguish yourself as a running expert. Dr. Karp has written books such as Running for Women, Run Your Fat Off, and The Inner Runner. And brought to you by Evolve Health. Evolve Health offers a full line of nutrition and supplement products for athletes and those seeking better health. And if that's not enough, we are also brought to you by 361. Get the best in athletic performance, cross-training, running sneakers, men and women's fitness, gear, and apparel. For codes and promos, go to twofitcrazies.com and click on the podcast sponsor tab at the top of the page. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Before you even ask me, I'm still good. Fantastic. Best it's like, ever. It's like deja vu. It's <laughs> it like is. the best day like, ever, every day. It's like we just did this. Wow. I know, right? Holy moly. Well, we're hot <laughs> off of episode 28 with... Mr. Marvin Towler. And I'm just going to read the fact that he is a trainer, speaker, athlete, and self-proclaimed instigator. Instigator. So if you didn't get a chance to check out episode 28, please do. It was a good time. It was definitely lots of different topics. We we touched upon some very interesting and um, really great. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good conversation. You know, we just took it as it as it came, and it, it worked out really well. He's a good dude. It was fun. So be sure to check that out. And today. What you are going to listen to. This is episode 29. And when we talk about kind of going forward and getting better and evolving, um, these two will, uh, will really blow your mind. I am so super excited to have you guys listen to this podcast because back in the day, I remember um, people used to kid me and they used to say, Christine, like, you're like the Energizer Bunny. Like You have so much energy. Well, let's just say that... I got nothing on one of these guests <laughs> that's on today. Got nothing. I mean, I give her a good run for the money, but her and her husband are literally like the dynamic duo. They are just such a power couple, and they are out there to change the world. And um, what I say with, with Brian and I with the podcast is that if you don't have a platform to spread your word and your message, guess what? You create your own. You create your own. And, and boy, did they ever. Holy moly. I can't wait for you to hear this and about what they're doing, their adventures to really change the world with health and wellness and nutrition and just such bombshells of people. And their story is going to knock your socks off. So episode 29. What do you think, Brian? Fantastic. Exciting. I, I mean, it's right up my alley, of course. You know, so exciting. Plant-based nutrition and uh, spreading the word, health and fitness, and just you know getting out there in a very unique way. Tell them, Christina, what are they? So this is uh, Mindy and Bruce Milray, and Mindy was actually creator of Tabata Bootcamp um, with Fitflix Productions. Um, her husband Bruce, well, they have three sons together. Um, used to be in business and wound up leaving. He's an avid surfer. Um, is now into fitness and wellness and nutrition. Is in with. Um, Savier Fitness as well. But, oh, by the way, Mindy also is creator of Gliding Discs, 400 fitness videos. Like, she's just, oh my gosh. Um, they've won every pretty, every major award, I think, in fitness you can, and just won um, kind of Lifetime Achievement Awards as well. The two of them, not just one. Um, so you're going to hear their story, their their backdrop of why they 
pretty much decided to leave their home, get a camper and, um, start one day to wellness, um, and really start changing people's lives through health, wellness and nutrition. And, uh, I can't wait for you to hear this. And, um, it's great. I hope you enjoy it's a re- it. It's a really cool thing. Enjoy. Check it out. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazes. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Brian, I would ask you how you're doing, but you're going to give me the same answer every it's day. It's a stock answer. I'm excellent. Excellent. That's it. Best day ever. Best day. Every day for Brian is the best day ever. It's Everyone take notes. Take some notes on this because it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's either fake it till you make it or I'm telling the truth. One way or the other, I'm telling the truth. I'm excited because today is podcast number 29 and we have got the most dynamic power couple coming at you today. And I cannot wait for Mindy and Bruce to introduce themselves on the podcast. So Mindy, how you doing today? Great, really great. We're coming to you from Jackson, Mississippi in an RV park. In an RV park. Now, everyone, they're they're not normally living in Jackson, Mississippi in an RV park, to throw that out there. This is a very cool story, and uh, we're going to get to this. And Bruce, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Christine and Brian. How are you guys? Sounds like you're doing well. Awesome. Always well. Awesome. So, you know you're doing awesome. <laughs> always. 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 And, so, we're, and we're thrilled to be talking to you. I love Likewise. It. I love it. So Bruce and Mindy, I actually came across, I actually met both of you um, almost 20 years ago, first experience. And I used to get teased when I was younger, Mindy, that they would call me the Energizer Bunny. They would say, oh, Christine, you're like the Energizer Bunny. Like, how do you want, do you unplug your battery at night? And I said, oh my gosh, I am nothing on this woman that I just took her class. And this was when, um, I think Mindy first came out with the gliding discs and we had done these boot camps and things like that. I almost think we were at the DCAC, um, convention or in New York, um, when I first got into this and, uh, into fitness as a part time. And it was amazing and dynamic. And I'm like, I'm going to rule the world after I left her class, (laughs) whatever that meant. Um, so, Talk to us, both of you, just introduce yourselves, and um, how did this start? How did this fitness thing start? Because we have to get from Mindy and Bruce in fitness, and Bruce, you weren't always in this fitness and nutrition world, to to you're living in an RV right now in Jackson, Mississippi. We got to take this forward and see what's going on. Bruce always thought I was crazy. I would go away every weekend from our three little boys, and try to make a name for myself in the fitness industry and come back with uh, like a dollar in my pocket. And, and I had the passion 
no no pay but so much passion and i kept telling bruce oh come join me in business come join me in business and he would say you know but we really we have three kids that we have to uh put through school and all of that and you don't make any money well finally i made a little money but i'll go back i'll go back so i've been in the fitness industry for Gosh, almost 40 years. I started started teaching mother-daughter disco when I was 17 years old. And I went into this uh, racquetball court one day, and I said, you guys need aerobics. And they said, what's aerobics? And I said, don't worry about it. Just give me a racquetball court. And four times a day, I'll go in there with a little boom box, and I'll generate an audience. Well, I did that, and I was known in the San Francisco Bay Area as one of the toughest instructors. And I started doing competitions aerobic competitions in bars and where (laughs) they would be looking at you with uh, um, cigarettes hanging out of their mouth and and martinis and and you'd be doing high leg kicks and push-ups and and I would win them and so it was really fun so I got a reputation as being really tough and and it was really fun. I was making a total of uh, $5 a class back then. Mm-hmm. It was it was quite lucrative. Uh, but it was really super fun. And then I started competing on the national and international level. Uh, won the World Aerobic Championship in 91. And then started teaching at the fitness conferences. And all this time, my sweet, wonderful, loving husband would be working a nine-to-five job, and then on the weekends, he would be taking care of our three kids while I would go off and do these fitness conferences. And about, what is it, like 17 years ago? Maybe 16, yeah, 16, 17 years ago, um, Bruce dove off a cliff and said, I'm going to do it, and then we joined forces, and never looking back, we uh, launched a video production company called FitFlix Productions, and back then, video production was really big and hot, and so we did a whole bunch of video, we shot videos for everybody. Yeah, we had a great business shooting uh, fitness videos for probably seven years, seven or eight years, yeah. yeah. And they were going, and they were going out on, on VHS and DVDs and what, what they were. Oh, sure. Yeah, All of it. yeah start a VHS. That was DVD, the hit back but- then. But now everybody's just shooting with their iPhones. Yeah, exactly. And nobody's nobody's really doing that. That so we 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 still uh, do video production, but but much less. About oh gosh, five, six, seven, eight years ago, we really launched into nutrition because we were. Uh, I was teaching nonstop at fitness conferences. Bruce was starting to lecture on nutrition, and we noticed that the fitness industry, although we love it so much. There's a lot of um, stuff that's floating around in the air that's that's quite not as um, maybe health promoting, what we would say, and evidence based. So we really wanted to uh, stir the pot, as you say. So we launched a program called One Day to Wellness, which is um, a nine-hour evidence-based, research-based uh, wellness program that we're taking all over the country. And about a year and a half ago, Bruce and I said, you know what, uh, we, we do this every weekend, but we have to fly on airplanes, and that's really tough on us. So we, we said, well, why don't we just buy, this, buy a big RV and just tour the country in Canada? And so that's what we did. So in November, we found this used RV, which is 32-foot, Itasca, Winnebago. We wrapped our logo, so we're we're actually in a fruit and veggie van. We call it the Wellness Wagon. So, and that's why we're in Jackson, Mississippi right now. 
That's so a- we've also created One Data Wellness as a nonprofit organization so that we can be 100% transparent as far as partnerships and who we're affiliated with because in order to provide people with true evidence-based information about health, wellness, and nutrition, you need to be able to let people know who you're partnering with because what happens is in the fitness industry and every other single industry on the planet, if uh, your, your message will quickly become compromised if you're trying to sell something. And uh, it steers quickly away from evidence-based nutrition as soon as there's a shake, potion, or pill coming up at the end of your presentation. And we do not affiliate or associate with anybody in the food industry, pharmaceutical industry, or anyone else that will uh, influence our purely evidence-based message. Except for we do sell fruit and vegetable T-shirts. I think Brian... Which I happen to be wearing an avocado, correct? Yep. Yeah. Feeling good. Yeah. So I I uh, I gotta say that is the, the message of of who you affiliate with, and 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 it's just a breath of fresh air. Everybody's selling something, and everybody's got the shake or the potion or the twenty day, thirty day, sixty day program, and and it is. Uh, you know, it's it's just really refreshing because I get it, and that's the way that I feel about it. And you know, I, I always say my information isn't really mine; I got it from someplace. And I think that we get our information from a lot of the same places. I, you know, myself prescribe to a whole food, plant based diet, uh, you know, and I use it to support my marathon training and and running and 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 all the um, exercise that I do. Um, so again, I think we get our information from a lot of the same places. Where yeah, that's great. Tell that's us great. where. Tell us who you have affiliated with, who your partners are with this. Well, when we uh, launched our program, we reached out to all of the major thought leaders in the world of evidence-based nutrition and um, asked them if they wanted to help us, and they all said yes. They all <laughs> said yes. It's so awesome. So right now, uh, our our primary. Sponsor is nutritionfacts.org, and uh, that's headed up by a great guy named Dr. Michael Greger. He's an amazing guy. Amazing guy, and uh, would highly recommend that anybody go to his website and become a member because he has dedicated his life to providing pure, evidence-based information to people so they can make good decisions about their health and wellness. And Bruce has a lecture coming up uh, that he's doing for as a nonprofit and also at fitness conferences called What to Eat for Optimal Health. And he uses Michael Greger's uh, Daily Dozen app, and Michael actually has christened it. Well, yeah, he, Dr. Greger reviews all of our presentations, and um, it's really a, a he's a wonderful giving person in his time, and he keeps us on track. There is nothing in any of our data or our information that is not purely 100% accurate because he reviews it all. Uh, and then uh, we're also partnered with um, Food, Revolution Food Revolution Network, and this is a re- uh, network of over s- – close to a million people uh, that are concerned about evidence-based health and wellness without industry influence. And we just did an interview right before we left on this journey with the CEO, Ocean Robbins, 
and that's uh, we're going to actually be releasing that interview very shortly here. And uh, Ocean is the son of John Robbins. John Robbins has written several best-selling books in the world of evidence-based nutrition, Diet for a New America, Healthy Until 100, and um, Ocean is the CEO. And they every year they do a Food Revolution Summit where they bring in thought leaders the thought leader, 20 of the best thought leaders in the world of evidence-based living and nutrition and interview them, and that's coming up in about six weeks. So we're working with them on that as well as introducing a lot of their information to the fitness industry. We're going to be doing that at IDEA and CanFed as well this year. And then we're also partnered with the T. Colin Campbell Foundation, uh, Dr. Campbell and his team, and uh, – and his son, Nelson, who is a filmmaker, we also have partnered with them uh, for a new program called Healing America, which is trying to bring evidence-based good nutrition to uh, impoverished areas of the country. And I can assure you that our travel through the south, southern part of this country over the past month, there are people that are need this information. It's so important to get it out there, and that's our mission. And then also um, in the fitness industry, too, all of the major conventions, we're going to be on the trade show floor at IDEA with our wellness wagon, and then we're also going to be on the trade show floor in CanFit Pro. So it's pretty darn cool. We're driving the RV right on the trade show floor, and we Bruce will be doing lectures uh, probably every 15 minutes to half hour at, at the conference. So look for us at those conferences. At the SCW California conference, we'll be right outside the front door. So most conferences will either be inside, um, and we, if we can't drive it in the front door, yeah. then we'll... And I, I think the, what's been really <laughs> encouraging is because we've been in the industry for... I mean, I've been in the fitness industry going on over 16 years now, and I can oh, see a real... Baby. I can see really see a change in and the openness of some of the management of these large fitness conferences to bring in evidence-based nutrition. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a, as you said, Brian, it's really a breath of fresh air because if you're not going off of evidence, what are you going off of? Yeah. And, it, and because it's most, most of the time, these um, people that are conscientious about, Oh, building muscle, losing weight. Uh, it's either the, the latest fad diet that they're gravitating to, or it is the question that, that we get of, well, how can I build muscle if I'm not eating animal protein? How can I uh, get my calcium if I don't have dairy? These questions, they're not as frequent um, uh, anymore because of the groundswell of information that's gotten out there, which is really exciting. So we, we see this as when we started this about seven years ago, with just lecturing on nutrition, it was, we were fringe. Now, the, there's so many people that are following the truth, the evidence, and it's, you, you can't really go back. Once you know, you can't unknow. That's That's it. You can't put that, you know, toothpaste back in the tube. It's out there. And, and it's not only, you know, like you said, it's not only in the fitness industry, as you mentioned, it's everywhere. Um, you know, between guys like you, you know, and, and Dr. Gregor and, and, you know, and all these things and even Rich Roll is doing a tremendous job on his podcast and just pushing that, pushing that message. I mean, it is really out there. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, it's not just a little niche or, you know, for you as well, it's not just a niche market or something that we're interested it's in to try and probably, it's a lifestyle and it and it's, you can't unknow it now, you know, you can't look at an animal in the same way and you can't you know i know where i'm getting my protein from so when somebody asks let me ask you that bruce where are you getting your protein from though <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I had to. Plants, plants, plants. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and in One Day to Wellness, too, we we go, it's nine hours, and we don't even give them a break. It's one. There's like one five-minute break. We say, if you need to go to the bathroom, just go. Please don't hold it in. So we are, it's touch points. That's the, that's the key to this whole program. If you build a, a foundation and a base that has all these touch points that are coming into it, you're much more able to be successful at what you're trying to change. So if someone just gives you a diet or a shake program, that's okay. You're going to be deprived for a few weeks, and then you're going to go back and, and go right back to where you were before and gain more weight than you did before. Well, with this, it's like, okay, we're, we're going to show you the evidence and the research. Then we're going to look at it from a spiritual sense. Then we're going to look at it from a, from a, um, a global sense. Now we're going to look at it from a social economic sense. Now we're going to, so by the end of the day, you have such a foundation for the why, and then we implement the how. It, it just, it, it's, it's just, it's beautiful how this has changed people's lives. Now, Mindy and Bruce. I have ducked in in many conferences in the last few years into your sessions, and I am always floored. I don't know why everyone doesn't come in and listen to you speak, because the two of you have such a powerful story and such a powerful relationship for the journey that you've been on. And I know, you know, for myself, I travel all over the place as well. And I, too, have a husband who, you know, really picks up the pieces sometimes and takes care of the family and gets gets the kids to where they need to be and um, is a great support for me. But as, you know, Bruce kind of came along, you know, and, and you guys came together on this, um, your just support for one another is unbelievable. And to have that support system is amazing. And you guys really add a lot of levity into life about, we talk, Brian and I, a lot about making things work. It can't seem like work because if it's work, it doesn't work. It's got to be fun. It's got to be enjoyable. And the two of you have kind of turned the idea of dieting as being something not fun to something being fun. And I know that, you know, I know Bruce, not to throw you under the bus here, but a lot of us have gone through some tough times in life, um, including myself. I have some some health issues as well that I really try and use um, use eating as a way to battle um, different different diseases. So I know that this was something that, you know, you had gone through something as well that really changed your life, that really focused, you know, kind of found your direction, using something negative to become positive. Will you talk a little bit about how you really, really embraced and why you feel it's so important to go forward with um, plant-based yeah. nutrition? Sure. Well, I, the, Christine, the first part of your comment as far as uh, Mindy, thank you for uh, that comment about Mindy and I. Uh, the bottom line is that, that we're very much in love, which is really great <laughs> because we're together 24-7. <laughs> But we're also really best friends, and it just so happens we be, happen to be pretty good business partners, too. I think we're complimentary there. So the bottom line is we just really have a good time. Our, our major goal is to enjoy every single day, <laughs> and, and we, we, we are very fortunate in that respect to have the relationship that we have. And then my passion for 
nutrition, I was, uh, my cholesterol had always been very high. My doctor told me that I was going to have to go on statins. My cholesterol is at 276 about nine years ago. And he said, your, your dad has high cholesterol. It's a family history, again, with the whole genetic family history thing. And that's when I happened just to pick up and read the China study by T. Colin Campbell. Mm -hmm. And I was absolutely, I read it flying across the country. Uh, I grew up in the South, and I had grown up and lived the traditional standard American, standard American diet, which is the acronym is SAD, and that's what I ate my entire life, a dairy-heavy, meat-heavy, junk food-heavy, alcohol-heavy diet and lifestyle for the first 52 years of my life. And when I read that book, the book said, oh, you, can, you don't need to go on statins to lower your cholesterol transition to whole food plant-based diet. So I made myself a lab rat. I did that, and I dropped my cholesterol by almost 100 points within six weeks of transitioning to what I call an evidence-based diet. And that, for me, there was no going back. Uh, I went to my doctor, and I showed him my test, blood test results, and he said, that's really good, but your PSA is high. And the long story short on that is I ended up being diagnosed with prostate cancer eight years ago. And which was a total shock that floored us, uh, completely unexpected. And since then, I've gone through traditional westernized treatments, medical treatments. Uh, I've had, uh, I had surgery. I had my prostate removed eight years ago. Uh, then I had a round of radiation to my prostate bed. I've been through two rounds of hormone therapy, which shuts off your testosterone in your body uh, because Prostate cancer, like breast cancer, is a hormone-sensitive cancer, and it feeds on uh, the male hormone testosterone. Uh, and then I've also been through a second round of radiation as well. And I just came off of uh, my second round of hormone therapy with a new chemotherapy drug. And I actually breezed right through that. My doctor said, we're going to give you a while to rest after that treatment. And um, I said, you know, I don't really need a rest. I feel fine. I breathe. They were floored by how easily I dealt with the treatment. And I can tell you 100% is because of my diet. And it's such a powerful, it is the most powerful tool I have in my cancer battle. I know that. I also know through all the research that I've done that prostate cancer, like most cancers that are diagnosed in this country, are foodborne illnesses. And I can't think of anything more important than getting this message out to anyone that's willing uh, to listen to it and to be open about the truth about what all these chronic diseases that are killing us in this country, uh, the majority of them, 90% of them can be eliminated if we just simply change how we eat every single day. And Bruce's side effects were almost nothing. I mean, th this guy has such a woody in the morning when he wakes up. <laughs> it, this it is, is why I love you guys. Crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it really is. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and he's almost 60 years old. And that's just, that. that is unheard of with men. That the reason she says this. that is the, the hormone therapy shuts off the delivery of testosterone. It, it'll, uh, it's like a it's like a light switch. It turns off your sex drive. It's, when your testosterone goes away, so does your sex drive. But then when it wears off, but when it wears off, they, they gave us all of the horror stories of, well, it's going to take a really long time, and you're going to have to go through therapy, and you're going to have to do all this other stuff and take other drugs. And nope, not here. It's because we're plant strong. Plant strong is woody strong. I, I think that might be <laughs> – I, 
<laughs> I think that might be the back door into uh, into marketing this plant based whole you know whole food plant based nutrition. Say, are there shirts? That's and the billboard. Forget shirts. We need billboards. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Erectile dysfunction, yeah. the easiest thing for it. That's so true. But it's so true because you think about blood flow. You think about sure. everything that plants do. They open up. And we also, um, Bruce and I, are no oil eaters as well. So we are whole food, plant-based, evidence-based, no oil eaters. And that just opens up. Um, your blood flow is allowed to just go wherever it needs to go. I think the bigger story is it's, you guys, we really have a a horrible situation on our hands in this country. And we're we're going to bankrupt our country all because of the foods that we're eating. And we've got a system in place with our government and the food industry and the pharmaceutical industry that does not – it's not in their interest for this message to get out because they're all – once money gets involved, and I'm I'm a capitalist, and I like to make money, but when making money gets in the way about the truth, about how people can avoid dying before they should, that becomes criminal, and that's the system that we live in today, and it's reinforced Absolutely. by the government and Absolutely. reinforced by the pharmaceutical industry, and all of the thought leaders that we are partnered with, that we have great respect for, the one message they have in common is get the word out any way in any means possible about the truth. Yeah. And Bruce said a, a good point. He said, I like to make money. Well, it, I don't know if we would have moved into an RV and gone on this course if it was based on money. Well, if it's it really based on is. money, we would, have, we would have signed a big contract with a large food corporation and sold whey protein stuff. Sure. Yeah. Protein. Yeah. So we are, I mean, this, is, this is definitely a, 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 a purpose-driven uh, this is not, this is not this is not a financially <laughs> not incentivized mission yeah no. and it's the best kind the best, the kind. best kind of mission and Come, we have a from the heart we have all of, when we moved in here we we pulled everything out of this RV because if you look at like an an RV from 2008 it's all beige and and throw up blue and it's <laughs> it's icky so we took everything out and we made everything red and orange and green and and i um i didn't want to miss home so much so i got little tiny uh replicas of a lot of the paintings that we have in our house we're very modern and very bold and so i have like little teeny like almost like stamp pictures all over of a lot and we have one that says it is it's one plaque that we look at every day and it's from Gandhi and Gandhi says you must be the change you wish to see in the world and every day we look at that plaque and we just know we're doing the right thing Mindy, when people I... stare at us like we're from outer space in a fruit and vegetable RV yes so I taught <laughs> for 15 years I actually um, have left my job um, in the la- I was investment banking and then teaching in the classroom and, and I too felt that you I really had a bitter, bigger picture and I think Brian and I talk about how life happens for you, not to you. And it's funny that you said that quote because that quote I had on my door of my classroom for years. Yeah, for years. And I would make my kids read that quote when they came into my classroom because it's that important. That's that's wonderful. And with all the, you know, with with how sad it is to, not sad, um, again, I have some health issues as well. And I'm a big fan of Wonder Woman. And she says, in life, you have two choices. Do something or do nothing. Well, damn it, you, like us, we're not going to sit around and do nothing. We're going to do something. And it may not be sunshine and rainbows every single day, but we're going to get out there. And for Brian and I, 
we didn't have a platform, so guess what? Damn it, we made one. We made a podcast, yeah, and yeah. now this is you know listeners from around the world are going to have to hear this, and it's going to be some hard truth, like you said. You two, you got an RV, and you're cruising the world in your RV because you feel so strongly about this message, as do we. That there is a lot of lying going around. Um, there's a lot of just take this pill or do this or do that, and that's not the case. And I think it's important, even I've been to your lectures, there were some very, um, there were some very powerful slides I remember you showing about, and I think it's important if you would mention this to our listeners, about some of the companies that are out there, maybe pharmaceutical companies, maybe um, some big restaurant chains even, about what goes on with either cancer or giving donations or benefits that was huge. That was an eye-opener, I remember, for me. Yeah, even. You. so you're probably talking about the uh, the large nonprofit organizations. Right. I'll use the American Cancer Society, since I have cancer and I'm battling a cancer survivor and I'm battling cancer. The American Cancer Society is probably the largest nonprofit uh, organization in the country. Maybe the American Heart Association is larger, but it doesn't make any difference. They both are in business to bring in money from sponsors. Their primary concern is bringing in enough money to maintain their organization now. And as difficult as that may be for people to hear, you just have to look at their behavior. With all that, we have a mountain of research evidence now that shows direct links between dairy consumption animal product consumption and junk food consumption and as it as it as it relates to cancer development in this country and the American Cancer Society barely even acknowledges it barely and what are they all about they're about oh prevention their idea of prevention is oh let's screen you to find out if you've got cancer and how quickly it's already advanced and there's nothing you're going to be able to do about it anyway that is just wrong it's wrong, 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 and it's it's time it changes. And it's the same for the American Heart Association. And because they're nonprofits, you can go right online and pull up their sponsors right now. And they're all the same junk food companies. It's the Dairy Council and it's the Meat Council that pay the bills at these large nonprofit organizations with the stated mission of eliminating the diseases that they're all about. It's just a broken. And it's just a broken system it, all it together. It is a broken, broken system that is reinforced by the government. Exactly. And you guys, and to all of your listeners, there's only one way this is going to change because the food industry is not going to go, oh, let's try to make everybody healthier. Every business is about making money. And the only way we're going to change these, where we're, the, where the ship is headed right now is how we vote with our dollars. So if people can, embrace the truth about what is the best way for humans to eat in order to avoid chronic diseases and we know what it is then we can move in that direction and spend dollars in that direction lean in that direction and don't give your money to the junk food industry and um, they'll change and we could throw our hands up in the air and say oh my gosh this is too big of a challenge this is, wow, when we go into the grocery store and we see all these young families that 
have all of this just packaged processed garbage in their in their carts we could just say oh no what are we doing we're not doing a gosh darn thing but then you look in that same grocery store and you see there's an organic section that's huge you see the plant milk aisle is now overtaking the dairy milk aisle you're seeing that people are shopping in the periphery of the store more fruits and vegetables so we were at walmart the other day in, in louisiana in a very poor uh, rural area of Louisiana, and we purchased uh, a nice selection that we're still eating, actually, of organic vegetables. Yeah. So I'm not saying Walmart's fixing the problem, but guess what? You can buy our good organic cruciferous vegetables at Walmart in Louisiana. We bought soy milk. We bought waza crackers. We, I mean, we did pretty darn good. Yeah. yeah. So it is changing. But the only way it is going to change is by how you spend your money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not changing in the rural areas as fast at at all so that's where we need to go to and that's why we're in this 32 foot rv um, rv so we were at uh, here here in jackson we went to the agricultural museum yesterday so cotton was the big was the big uh crop grown here for like 50 years up until the early 1960s and they have a really great agricultural museum of all the history of what's happened here in Mississippi. I went into the bathroom, and I came out, and I stroll out of the bathroom, and there's two little kids, probably four and five years old, uh, with their mama. And they both stopped almost. They stared at me. They stopped in their tracks. Their eyes got gigantic. And they they were looking at me like an, I was an alien that had just beamed in from outer space. And this little four-year-old kid goes, Mama, Mama, look how slim that man is. Unbelievable. <laughs> so this poor little kid has never seen a, an adult male that falls within the healthy range of the body mass index. That's sad. How, that's the situation that we're dealing with in this country. And that's just and a little they, slice of the country. It's, it's, you know, it's bad all over. We've never been sicker with all the money that they raise and with all their prevention and with all the, you know, we've, and all the drugs and all the big money that people are making on this. We've still never been sicker because they're looking at other places. They're not looking at where we can, what things that we can do like you are that can make us healthier. You know, one person, one group, one community, if it's a church parish, if it's a, you know, community center or a school or, you know, starting with the kids and, and working your way up. You know, it's just – it's happening, but, you know, just like you said, it's not really too – I mean, you're you're a rarity in some parts of this country yeah. as you're so slim. It is, but, but it is, but it is happening, and we just – I'll give you a good example of what's happening in the world of GMOs right now. Um, there are such large financially powerful interests that are driving – the, consum- the development and consumption of genetically modified foods in this country that have no idea what the long-term impact is going to be. And all they want to do is push it into the consumer market. But the thought leaders that are fighting this, and we are on board with them, said it doesn't have to be the entire country that says, we're not going to eat, we're not going to put up with this, we want our food labeled GMO or non-GMO, so we can make the decision ourselves. And in the, we only need 14 or 15% of the country to do that before these large 
companies like Monsanto and these large agricultural industries say, you know what? It's headed towards non-GMO. We're, going to, we're not going to do it anymore. And that's already happened in Europe. About 15% of the population got to the point where they said, you know what? We want our GM, we want our food labeled, and we, we want the choice. And because of it got to about 15 or 16% of the population, now the entire European Union is non-GMO. And we need to do the same thing in this country. Yep, just a little tipping point. Just this a is little... an example of this, too, is at Elmhurst Dairy in upstate New York. The, the owner of Elmhurst Dairy, he saw the trend going toward plant milks, and he said, you know, I'm not making as much money with these dairy cows, so he let them all go. Now, if you go in upstate New York... This is Elmhurst Dairy, cows. right right up in your guys' yeah. home territory. Sure. You see all these just cows just having such a great time. They're in backyards, <laughs> they're playing around... No, that's not true. I don't know what he did with the, with the cows. <laughs> but he did. It was the largest, oldest dairy uh, dairy company in upstate New York, and he shut the entire thing down, retooled it. He already had, think about it, he already had a great mark. He had delivery system in place. He had a marketing machine in place. He's basically selling the same product. It's just coming from plants, not animals, right? And he retooled his whole factory, and now he sells artisanal plant-based milks. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, a great story. Is, yeah, it is a great And happy story. cows. And, well, <laughs> and they, happy they cows. probably are dead. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Wait, you know what? Another part of that is that Monsanto just sold for, uh, I think, $66 billion to Bear, yes. which yeah. is them maybe saying, hey, you know – Time to exit this thing. It's going in the wrong direction, you know, but to cash in while they can. I mean, Bear is is about as evil and, and villainous as a company as as they come. How, I would agree with that. You know, so there's, <laughs> there, I mean, it's not it's not the greatest thing in the world that something like that happens, but it's a good sign. It's something you know that that possibly their trends and their outlook wasn't so positive, and they said, let's get out while we can. And uh, you know, in in the world of business, well, I, you know what, Brian, I. I I would like to believe that. Okay. But I, I'm going to think that it has more to do with the fact that uh, the glyphosate patent for Monsanto is about to run out. Okay. And so their margins are about to drop significantly. And I th- I'll bet you that is a bigger, bigger. Uh, factor in them actually making that. It's purely a business decision. Of course, making the decision if more people are saying they want to be non-GMO. But I, I think it is headed in the right direction, but it's the patent went out, and so their margins go down, so they sell it off. Hey, a, a, kid, can, a kid can dream, right? You know? uh, well, that's like the pharmaceutical industry. When, when their patent um, goes out, they just make another ailment for that drug to now be perfect for that ailment. So it's, it's crazy. It's just a, it's a crazy yeah, – Well, yeah. we're really proud of what you guys are doing. And any platform that we can get a voice – for evidence-based living and evidence-based nutrition is really important. And we all come from the fitness industry. And I'll tell you, for me, just in my 15 years in the experience in the fitness industry, when I saw what was happening, what the foods that were being peddled and the concepts that were being peddled by industry into our business, this is our business. And, you know, we are leaders, and just like you guys, we're leaders in this business, and we need to direct it. And it's high time we stood up and called out these companies. I mean, what happens when you walk into any large industrial fitness chain? What is the first thing you see? You see a wall of whey protein powder. Mm-hmm. 
that has nothing to do with fitness. There's no scientific data to say you should ever put whey protein powder in your body to do anything. And Susie Homemaker, who knows nothing about nutrition, is selling it to us. It's just, it's the first thing you see being sold to you as a wellness tool. And it is wrong, wrong, wrong. Or when you go into a lecture and you have to have a calculator and you have to have uh, so many pieces of paper to write down all of the, the calculations of how many carbs and proteins and fats and this and that and the other, we really, when Bruce and I created One Day to Wellness, we wanted to, to, to take the noise and just throw it out the window and say, that's just so much, there's so much noise, we want to look at the whole, not the pieces and the parts, not the fractionated this and that it's we eat food we eat food it's all about food it's not about the carbs and the proteins and the macronutrients and the micronutrients and the it's it once once you start pulling pulling the pieces and parts from the whole you lose the essence of what nature gave us and so that really is is our message too it's it's stop this crazy noise that's being perpetuated by food manufacturers and by people that just want to sell you something that's this magic potion it's you know it's magic potion broccoli is magic (laughs) strawberries are magic avocados are magic but when you take pieces and parts of that then you are losing the whole right brew that's right i I love it i love it if you were in this room right now, you'd see a slow tear crawling down my cheek. I'm, I'm, I, I, I love it. it. You guys are the best. Oh, kindred spirits, it sounds Absolutely. Like and, and let me tell you why. Let me tell you my, my story a little bit. Um, my, yeah. my, my father had his first heart attack at age 37, and he wow. had a second one and, and uh, fatal at age 41. I was, mm. I was 12 years old. Uh, in those four to five years in between, he was – he had – really changed his lifestyle right i always say a heart attack didn't kill my father his lifestyle did um he was a smoker he was a drinker and you know he grew up in like a you know in, in a way where that was kind of common he'd come from an irish family where it was meat and potatoes and more meat and potatoes uh not a vegetable to be seen anywhere so in those few years my you know my was a maybe eight years old to 12 years old i was 12 when he passed away you know, things in my household, uh, like Pritikin diet, was a common term. Like we, we, we went for it, you know, and he went for it, and I admire him. I, I didn't understand it quite so much then as I do now, um, from speaking with my mom and, and things. But it was really, uh, you know, I, I was introduced to it at, at a young age, and from there, I automatically did the right thing all the way through from that point on. Correct. Absolutely not correct. I made the same mistakes along the way that he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and that was, you know, I didn't really understand everything that was happening. And I didn't really understand the impact that food and diet and things like that ha- had on people. And, you know, I was always athletic. So what did I care? Uh, you know, I was always sporty. I was always in the fitness. I was playing sports as a kid and, yeah. and just went on and on. Uh, you know, after the college years, I go into the cubicle life of, uh, of, of corporate, you know, corporate America and, uh, you know, several jobs here and there. And it was, you know, happy hours and you better hurry up cause they're going to take the, the wings away and we got to eat. Uh, and I put on weight and, you know, routine, uh, blood work gets done. And just like you, my cholesterol was high. I was in my, you know, early thirties and they wanted to put me on niacin. 
and I, and you know, here I am, uh, all these things. I mean, these things happened to me already. I had the perfect lesson in front of me. Everything was there. You know, it was just like, and, and, you know, I had to stub my own toe, uh, in order to look into this a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Sometimes that has to happen. And, and, you know, that's the only way that we learn, I believe. So, you know, and, you know, in that time was kind of like the dawning of the internet and it coincided with things and I was able to search and research and find out information and, you know, and I, and I changed my ways. Fortunately, I changed my ways and, you know, here comes Pritikin again and, and, you know, some early, you know, forefathers of this, uh, type of, of eating that we do. And, you know, and it just led me to people like Dr. Campbell, and it led me to the China study, and it led me to uh, you know this, the the um, the program that he has at Cornell University that I think both of they, that you and I have both taken, um, and you know, and and it's just like like you said, it's eye opening. Once you see it, you know, you can't undo all of this stuff from the global impact to the financial impact to the health impact, and and all these things. And now, you know, I look around and I'm just like you. I see people as they just they need this. Like they have to understand that when I talk to them about eating more plants, I'm not trying to put them in jail. Um, you know, <laughs> right? I'm not like trying yeah. to like ruin their life. <laughs> I'm actually trying to lengthen it and make it happier. Uh, and you know, and, and it's, and it's hard and, and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's hard to be that because I'm not a vegan that's going to throw red paint at your car or your, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I just kind of like the way I feel and yeah, I've seen exactly. my, I've seen my cholesterol go down and I wish that my dad had some of this information, you know, maybe I got, would have got to hang out with him for a little bit longer, uh, if, yeah. if he had, uh, you know, so it's just kind of how these things just happen to us and how we stumble upon these these things. And, you know, for me, it just it just makes a lot of sense, which I you know, I get from you guys, too. It just makes a lot of sense. I think that we've talked about life happens not to you, but for you. And I think all of us right now and the message we're promoting is that we have all been through something where it's been eye-opening for us and we've found this message and we've found our own journeys and now it's time for us to embark on these journeys whether it's you know quitting a career and and moving on and being in an rv or starting a podcast or just doing something i know i said when i quit teaching i was like yolo you know christine what are you doing i'm like everything Everything that I possibly can. I love people. Life is about relationships and it's about spreading a message. And both of you, I mean, our listeners can hear it. You are so passionate about this, that there was something that you saw missing from fitness that we kind of saw as well, that fitness is not just about, like Mindy, you said, you know, it's like you were known as like the hardcore person in fitness. You see now that it's not just about that. And it took you know, you going through certain things together alone and coming together and saying, this is where we need to be. This is what we believe in. And now this is the message we have to spread. And that is so powerful. And hopefully that's a message that we are spreading through this podcast and worldwide as well, as we also embark on this, you know, huge journey and undertaking of changing the world. And it's, you know, yeah. one day at a time. That's all we can ask for and right. feeling the and best it has we can. To be, 
it has to be how you spread the message as well, because you can be very bold in your statements and you push people away. Mm-hmm. So it's it's meeting people where they are. It's helping them in any way you can. It's not being judgmental in any way. Uh, it's that is what Bruce and I have learned. That's why our our van is has fruits and veggies on it. It doesn't have dead cows or pigs <laughs> or chickens. It is just, it, it opens the discussion. So people come up to us and say, what are, what, what is this? Instead of, ew, I hate this um, message that you're promoting because I don't believe in it and I'm going to shut down right away. So you have to approach people where they are with open hands and and a dialogue that is, very inviting and we've learned that by by doing the opposite when we first came out with this whole thing we're like hey our way or the highway we we really want to uh, it get everybody right. it wasn't our way or the highway <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna correct that well bruce, bruce would lecture and he would throw he would he had a water cup in his hand he'd throw the water cup against the wall i'm angry <laughs> and then i and i had to be in the back of the room saying Bruce, open hands, open hands, happy, happy, light. So, but now it's it's definitely we we what we've learned through the process, don't you think, Bruce? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it's so. We what we've want... also learned is that there's a general feeling that people won't change their behavior, and we have found that people are willing to change yeah. their behavior. Yeah. But they need to know why they're changing their behavior, and they need to know that they're not being sold something. And once, once you can spend enough time with someone, and to, and they know you're not trying to get them on a continuity plan to make money, and you're providing them with unbiased, scientifically researched information, they are willing to change. People are willing to change, but they. Uh, the University of Chicago just did this big study, and they they thought, well, we need to get food into underprivileged areas. And they went in, and they went to grocery stores and in inner cities and in rural areas, and they came to the conclusion that it's not the availability of the food. They'll put the food in there, and people won't buy it. They'll put fresh fruit. It's People need the education first. Once it has to start with the basic fundamental of education of why would you want to do this, and then once you can establish that, then you can move forward. So it's not it's education first, mm-hmm. and it's just what we all it's what you guys are going to need to do for the remainder of your careers in order to get this word out, and it's what we're doing. So cool. You're right. I mean, it's just that these people—they're—they're—I say they're thirsty or they're hungry for this information. And uh, you know, one of the best things that I can do is send them to Dr. Gregor's site. You know, and and that's yeah. a that's a rabbit hole right there. I mean, you could type yep. in anything in there, any condition that you have or think you have or heard of, and he'll tell you a way to you know he'll tell you information about it, and and usually a way that that uh, you know eating more plants. Uh, Incredible resource, and like you said earlier, Brian, with with, all, with your chronic disease journey within your family, we, you didn't have this information early right. on, but now this information is available to everybody. But you have to know how to access it. But this information, though, is being clouded by food manufacturers 
we were in an RV park. Oh, where were we? We were in, I think it was another, another Mississippi. And we were walking down the path, just taking a walk. And we came up to this, these campers and they were saying, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? And all that. And we, and we told them what we were doing. And this one guy looks at me, he goes, Oh, you're all, you're all muscly. He goes, and you're thin. You probably don't eat any bread, do you? And I said, of course I eat bread. He said, no, you don't eat any bread. And I, well. So their, their idea, rural Mississippi's idea, like like most of the country probably, is that, oh, I'm overweight. I'm eating too much bread. No, yeah. too many carbs. Too many carbs. i got to stop eating carbs. I said, no, Without, we eat no. bread every day. Every day if I didn't our... eat carbs, I would die as an endurance athlete. <laughs> yeah, I tell people that all the time. Oh my you know, God, I love like, it. I eat a lot of carbs, like it's or I die. And it's where do you get them from? Well, you can get them from plants. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. So the other thing that I want to tell our listeners as well is that one day to wellness that you have, and again, you're setting up these workshops all over the country. Where can everyone find out how to attend one? Tell us, where do, where do we find that information out? Well, Christine, we're going to be in your area in a, just a couple of weeks. We're going to be in Tom's River, New Jersey. So for we'll all you New Jersey a- people, do you hear that? Yep, yep. And then the day before, we're going to be in Pens- Allentown, Pennsylvania. So we'll be in Allentown, Pennsylvania, then then in Tom's River. We're going to be everywhere, all over actually North America, because we'll be in Canada too. And our website is onedaytowellness.org, O-R-G, onedaytowellness.org. If you can't remember that, you can just go to bruceandmindy.com. And that'll take you there too. And what we're going to do is we will put all of your information up on our website, which is twofitcrazies.com and also on our social media, Facebook, all that fun stuff. So we'll have links to your website so everyone can find you. Everyone can look up One Day to Wellness and hopefully take part in some of your workshops because this is such powerful information that, again, our listeners that are looking for just somewhere to start. And again, this is not like you have to change everything at once. It's one thing at a time. One thing. Pick one thing and go from there. And it's, again, even if people can take part in this one day, maybe that might save a life. Maybe that might change. And we also promote uh, people coming with a significant other or a mother daughter or father son or whatever it is support gal pals because we give a a $50 discount to each person that comes with someone else because that connection not only with the information but also with someone else that hears the message as well it's very powerful behavior change requires a village that's right absolutely we we hear a lot of times the gals come and they, they say oh i wish my husband came he needed to hear this uh yes so we put it right out there if you come with someone else you you each get a 50 dollar discount that's a good deal it is a good deal. That's a it's good a great deal. deal. And and, and you know, it is a powerful evidence based day. It's nine hours. It'll go by in a blink of an eye. Believe yeah, it or not. Yeah. Okay. And because we don't just talk about nutrition, it's it's assessing your wellness wheel, where you are, and all aspects of your wellness, which is uh, changing behavior. We talk about that. We talk about being mindful. We have creating the work in. We have a meditation section, and then we 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 totally do dive into nutrition and then there are certain parts of the country where we're going to follow it up a second day with uh, 
a program called Coaching and Cooking, where we actually cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks with you. It is a blast. We just did it in Tomball, Texas, and oh my gosh, that second day is phenomenal. We have that in California this year. We're going to be doing that in Atlanta this year, and if uh, well, the dates are all on our website. So I don't have it in front of me. Uh, but also, if someone has a, a big, huge kitchen and we're in uh, your area and you see us doing one day to wellness, we'll come the second day and we'll we'll do the, the cooking and coaching. We like to say the first day is indoctrination and the second day is implementation. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I have one last question for you guys. Go ahead. Bruce and Mindy, 10 years from now, where do you see this? Ten years from now? Yeah, we're going forward. Oh, an army of fruit and veggie RVs driving around. Oh, I am so yes. in. Spreading the, spreading the word. And it can't be – I'll tell you what. We've been doing this for months. We're having so much fun. I mean, talk to us in seven or eight months. It might be a different story, but it's it's great. I just We just want to see people embrace the message and spread the message and vote with your dollars. And everybody that is – uh, that comes to One Day to Wellness, we uh, we coin them as wellness warriors, and awesome. so so we have a whole slew of wellness warriors in our. But the, but if we touch one person, they're going to touch one person, then they're going to touch one person, and this is a cascading effect. It really is. So we know that we're doing the right thing. But Bruce said we're having a great time. You don't know what we've been through in the last month. We the found floods, out that right? RVs. Leak. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, we've been through a lot in California too. where it doesn't rain. We had to, we had to leave one Welcome. campsite because they said, well, this is Tornado Alley, oh. so there's going to be a tornado coming through pretty darn soon, so wow. you better leave here. We've had a flat tire. We've had so many mishaps in this RV, but we're still having the best time. But I'll tell you what, Christine, your question about 10 years from now, specific to the fitness industry, yeah. I would like to see it flipped upside down mm-hmm. to where evidence-based nutrition is the primary tool when you walk in the door, and that is the theme of what you see when you come to a fitness conference or walk into a fitness facility. And in every fitness class, they're talking about food first. Amen. This fitness thing is great, but don't don't leave here thinking you have a license to go to the buffet. You're never going to work yourself out to good health. Right. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, I mean, Mindy, coming from you and all your accolades in the fitness industry, I mean, doesn't that say something that that's your message? You know, it's just it, it's that important. And I and I'm with you on that. I mean, I agree. We both uh, are. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, like, you know, I just you've got supporters in me for sure. And it's oh, just, thanks. you know, it's just it's it's fantastic. I mean, I, I love it. Uh, one thing I do want to tell you, and this is a very funny thing. One of my a friend of mine who is a, a mentor to me in the podcast industry, uh, he's helped me with a lot of stuff as we establish this podcast. Actually, has a podcast on RVs. And oh, that's funny. He has two of them. One of them, he uh, he he um, re- he kind of just. Um, talks about his family adventures he's got boys three boys as well and they go to rvs and they go around the country and they and they just kind of tell tell the tale of their adventures and then the other one is a review of of rv parks and places that people will, oh. will go so i'm gonna uh, what is it it's uh the yeah, first gotta, the first one I definitely will. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, RV Family Travel Atlas is the one. I'll, I'll send it to you. But, uh, okay. and then okay. their, and then their website has the link to the other one. I don't, I'm not, it's not in the top of my tongue right now as we're live. Um, but, uh, yeah. We definitely have found out that 
mo- many RV parks that are just RV parks, yes. you know, are just parking lots. And you're just parked next to somebody else in a parking lot. What you want to do is you want to go find these, like recreation.gov. Yes. They're all government run and they are phenomenal. They cost next to nothing. So like you can stay for 20 bucks a night. Yeah. We, for the last month, we stayed on lakefront property everywhere we've been. Yeah. All thanks to the Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah. So we're right now looking out at a lake. It's so cool. Unbelievable. Well, it's not a lake. It's more like a swamp, but it's (laughs) It's the bayou. Be careful. Bruce was going to go swimming one the other day, and we saw this big sign, don't swim, there's alligators. Oh, yikes. He said, well, if I hadn't seen that sign. I would have just jumped in and gone for a swim. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness, Bruce. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I know. I lost him to an alligator. Well, it's been great talking with you guys. This has been a real pleasure for us, and and we're proud of you and motivated that uh, you're headed in the right direction. Keep up the good work. Yes. Pleasure is all ours. This has been great. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule on your escapades across the nation to change this world and move ourselves into a more healthy, more nutritious, more fit society one day at a time. So we're excited for all of our listeners to get on and look at One Day to Wellness, look at your journey, follow your adventures, and we will have all that info up on our website, and we will share this podcast very proudly. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic day. So with that said... My name is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.